Hey, it's the 12-man podcast. I'm Blaine. I'm here with my man Brooks. You know the drill. Today we got a bunch of hot topics that we want to get into. And starting off at the very top, Brooks, I don't know if you saw this or not, but over on Twitter, Manchester United's very own Michael Owen put out a tweet that kind of had Cesc Fabregas feeling a certain way. And I kind of wanted to get your take on it. And then I would also want to give my take on it. So Michael Owen said the following. He said, people are genuinely giving as much credit to a player's number of assists as they do the number of goals nowadays. Literally one in 10 goals are genuine assists. Yet someone who plays a five yard ball to his mate who screams one in the top corner from 30 yards gets as much credit. Then he put the emoji with like the, hmm, and like the head exploding. Cesc Fabregas got right back at him. Cesc had to, had to check him. And I think Cesc told him, he told him he didn't agree with him. Basically that sometimes creating the goal is twice as hard as actually scoring the goal. And, you know, basically, you know, the, the playmakers, the assisters deserve just as much credit as the goal scorers because, you know, sometimes most goals actually get scored within the six yard box. And uh, I mean, that's basically it. I don't know exactly what he was thinking, but like, what are your thoughts on that? Are we giving too much credit to to uh, the playmakers for these assists when we're showing the stats and talking about like KDB got 15 assists or Di Maria got 17 assists like what do you think of that what, what, what's your what's your take on that i definitely don't think we're giving too much credit i mean you and i kind of talked about this a little bit like we both play up top so we definitely know the importance of someone that can feed the balls in but you know when alexa sanchez left arsenal for man U, he obviously had a terrible year um did not do well at all and then it resulted obviously in him going to enter but uh someone asked arson Wenger. they were like yo what's up with alexa sanchez like why 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 is he performing so badly? And his only response was Mezzadozo. So like, I, for me, that, that just kind of proves how important a midfielder is, especially a creative midfielder, especially when, um, coming from Cesc Fabregas, like one of the best to ever do it, especially for us. Like he put Patrick Vieira out of a job. Um, he's won it everywhere he's gone. He's been amazing. Um, you know, he's kind of, doing a really great job still with Monaco right now. So yeah, I don't think that it's giving too much credit to the the midfielders. I just think that we are kind of in a generation or I don't know, maybe soccer is just the type of thing where it's like everyone has always credited the goal scorer. Um, and I think maybe, you know, the, the, the game's definitely changed. Like you look at how much Man U played for, Man U paid for Pogba, um, you know, that there are definitely reasons that people are paying so much for midfielders or for playmakers, really. Um, so no, I don't think that we're giving the playmaker too much credit. In Argentina, we call that person the, uh, it's called enganche, which is like, kind of like a hook. Like you you just, you just yeah. take the ball from defense, move it into offense. Like you have to have that. Otherwise, I don't know, you're, you're playing balls over the top all the time. But no, I don't think that we're giving them too much credit. Yeah, I mean, Seems like we agree on a lot of things, but yeah, I I, I agree one hundred percent. Yeah, you know, guy, the guys that the guys scoring goals couldn't score the goals at all if it wasn't for these assists. And whether and whether it's a whether it's a five yard pass or or it's like a, a a half a half field pass from a diagonal ball that gets chested and and scored, like you still have to make that pass. Some of the easiest goals are tap-ins, but it's because of the pass. And if the player doesn't have the wherewithal to do that, the last pass and tries to take that shot or 
or or go or, or or makes a bad pass. That's the difference between winning a game or losing a game. Kind of like what you said with Cesc Fabregas. Like I know he did big things at Arsenal, did big big things in Barcelona. He came to Chelsea and also did big right. things. Like every once in a while, I'll go back and watch some Chelsea highlights um, back when uh, Diego Costa was on the team with Antonio Conte. The second time they won uh, the trophy, like in a three-year period, some of the balls that Fabregas would play were my were mind blowing. It's like, and literally, like all all Diego or Eden Hazard or William had to do is basically just touch the ball and then and pass it in. And on, you know, and like if someone makes like a screamer from like thirty yards out, yeah, like that should get as much credit as someone like playing a, diag a diagonal or a diagonal ball over the top that you know to the back post and someone just gets to put a head on it. So I think Michael Owens way out of line for I don't know maybe someone said something to trigger him, but I think he's way out of line talking talking bad about like all all of the guys out there that were fueling the assist and like like even man you back then like. Who 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 was who was pushing the ball through the midfield? Like, I guess this isn't a conversation about midfielders. This is just the assist. So assist can come from a striker right. if he's holding the ball up and pushing out to a winger. It, it can come in a lot of different ways. Like even here here, let me tell you about one assist. Like, like the goal was great, but the assist was also there. I think it was uh, Germany playing. Maybe I think it was Japan in the last World Cup. And I think Tony Cruz made the goal. But the the assist, it was like the ball, it was like on the edge of the box and they just like rolled the ball off and he just like put the ball over. And it's like, I mean, they probably talked about it in practice and had something worked out, but still that pass had to be right. If it was too heavy, he couldn't get it. If it was too light, he would have to move. So like, there's a lot that goes into it. And I don't think it's fair to just brush it off and say that they aren't equal. Cause like you can't, it's like you can't have one without the other. Like unless a guy's making a run out of the midfield to bang it in, like you need you need that and that's I guess that's all I have to say about that. It's just it was just kind of funny that that he said that and then like moving past that, Brooks. So like I got on Twitter and I'm like looking at the tweet and like in the comments, you know how Twitter is. People are crazy in the comments section. So they're 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 doing all this like stats and this all this stat analysis. And someone put a graphic up and the graphic had Chelsea legend, Premier legend. England legend, footballing legend, super Frankie Lampard. They had, they were like, this is his stats from his best season. And then they put up Manchester's United, Manchester United's Bruno Fernandes, and they showed his stats. And they were, they were essentially even. They were like, this is Bruno Fernandes, you know, second season. And this is Frank Lampard's best season. Inferring that like, you know, Bruno Fernandes might be a better player than Frank Lampard because his stats are better and that that was something else that also kind of like had people torn and like me personally like I hate I love and hate stats like you show a guy scored 25 goals a season he must be a goal scorer you show a guy like Lewandowski scoring like or, or Ronaldo or Messi like these guys that are getting like 30 plus goals season season out like obviously they're great goal scorers but then like you go and look like at somebody else like Angelo Conte and it's like his stat line, at least the stats that people care about, you're not going to see more than two or three assists and two and two or three goals. And then, so it's like, and then like, you'll look at like, let's just say some rant, let's pick a random striker, like Ollie Watkins. And he'll have like 11 goals, right? Shout out to Ollie Watkins. But like, who, who's, who's the better player if you're looking at the stats? Like if you look the stats, tell it, you, your, your 11 should be consistent with only wingers and strikers. I don't know. Well, like, 
What, what do you think about those stats? Like it always drives me crazy when people use stats to like a drive-in argument, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that, that, stat, that stat sheet also goes, you know, people try to prove who's better with like between Ronaldo and Messi type of thing. Yeah, stats are, I don't know, you can take them or leave them for me, but I just feel like if you bring it up and Golo Conte is a really, really good example. I mean, Leicester doesn't win champions. Leicester doesn't win Premier League without him. Um, I don't think Chelsea is as good as they are without him. France, I mean, he just plays an extremely pivotal role. He plays both sides, too. I mean, I don't know. I guess that's a little bit of a different story. But I just, yeah, I, I think that they definitely need to get more credit. And I think that that's why, you know, people do appreciate Conte so much, is that he does kind of bring, I guess in America they call it like the intangibles, um, where, you know, it's like something that really can't be measured, but it's just that extra something that they bring. And, and those players are really worth so much and and i i hope that they get the credit that they do i mean especially conte like not only is he the nicest human being that's ever walked the earth but you know he he performs at every level with every team gives the most amount of energy kind of kind of like marco Verratti a bit um when he was more so in his prime but he fights for every loose ball um he's always attacking he's always putting the balls through for people it's just one of those players that yeah he doesn't show up a ton on the stat sheet but he's always given his always I don't know, giving his all, putting his effort through on defensively as well as offensively. Um, and yeah, they just, I think that there's a reason that they're so kind of highly coveted. Uh, but yeah, as far as like player of the year or whatever, like since the stats don't show it, you know, they kind of get left in the dust a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like another way to think about it is like, it's like you got guys that like go to football matches. You got guys that watch entire football matches. And then you got other guys that just watch like the highlights. And if you watch the highlights, you don't see Verratti putting in the work. You right. don't see Conte putting in the work. Fernandinho, like, like those types of guys. Like even like, I hate to say it, like Hobier from Tottenham. Yeah. Like guys like that are just like, they're only getting like two goals and two assists. But like if like the minute they come off the field, Casemiro. Like guys like that, like the minute they come off the field, it's a completely different game. And I guess, what did you say we call it over here? Uh, intangibles. Intangible? Yeah. Intangible? Yeah. I mean, and that, and this isn't something we had in mind to talk about today, but uh, I, I think, I can't w remember if I was on Reddit or I was somewhere. And uh, so like last season, and we're going to talk about Rob, Robert, or Robert Lewandowski later in the episode, but last year, 2020, because of the whole, the whole global situation, ball and door didn't happen right and i think there was a consensus amongst most football supporters that robert lewandowski should have got the uh, ball and door last year you right. know i think they won like the quintuple or something over there in munich and they were like yeah robert lewandowski's that guy fifa's the best gave him the award but he didn't get it and there was another I, I don't know why i'm in all these debates online with all these kids but I, w I was debating people about it they're like yo this year is robert lewandowski's year and i was like you know like yeah like he he did that 40 goals you know and we're going to talk about that and you know bundesliga champion and and that's really it i think like they didn't like they didn't go they went far but not far enough in the champions league they won the dfb polka they didn't do all this stuff but i'm like i think this year like there, at least for me, from what I've seen, there's not one striker that's like stood out to the caliber of like excelling everywhere to where I feel like they deserve to be the best player in the world. I, I firmly believe like the best player in the world this year has been someone that plays in the midfield or a defender. I, I yeah. personally think it's Bruno or not Bruno, um, Ru another Portuguese, Bru uh, Ruben Diaz. 
from Man City. I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's controversial. I, that, like, I'm just like, in terms of like the best player and what they've done and what they've done for their club and where their club ended up thus far, I don't know. I feel like he gets, I don't know if he gets enough credit, if he doesn't get the credit, but, or there's a few other midfielders that I would throw in there, but I don't know. Like, what's your take there? What do you, am I talking crazy? No, I mean, <laughs> Ruben Diaz is a very good, I mean, that's a really good thought. I got, I think that he kind of brings to Man City currently um, what uh, Virgil van Dijk was bringing to Liverpool when they were winning Champions League, Premier League. Now that he's out, like you really see how pivotal he is. Uh, and exactly. I th- yeah. yeah. You know, like I think we talked about like Ruben Diaz's head deserves man of the match for the, you know, the couple, uh, at least the last Champions League. He was just putting everything in. He was in front of everything, blocking everything. This dude was was playing so uh, yes I just think that maybe it's kind of time to currently when you know Ronaldo's kind of I don't know it looks like maybe he's hit his peak same with Messi I don't know if it's maybe more of an unhappy thing but it's it's kind of as a fan of Messi and Ronaldo it's like not fun to, to see it but at the same time as a fan of football you like to see you know other people come through especially in different positions like you said it's not really particularly one striker that's killing the game right now uh, but we do have people picking it up in every other position, which is really cool to see. Uh, and I, I mean, it's like KDB last year, he had he tied the EPL record for assists, tied Thierry Henry with it. So I really like to see that. That's really, that's really fun to watch. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, I guess, I mean, the year, we're only about halfway through the year. We still got a Copa America. We still got Euros. Hey. I don't know what other domestic competitions are happening over the summer and then we got a second half or a first half of the, all your seasons but yeah i mean it's let's it's going to be interesting to see what happens but speaking yeah. of tournaments brooks mm-hmm. such as the euros or the copa america i think i think you're the one that brought this to my attention a man another man city player made a shocking change to his uh citizenship as it pertains to playing the sport uh in america laporte declaring to play for spain over france because Deschamps, i guess decided he wasn't good enough to make the cut what do you think of that yeah it's always interesting to me when people switch allegiances uh especially someone who's i don't know obviously i'm argentinian and we're very 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 proud people uh i i'm my grandmother doesn't let anyone know who she meets that she's you know not from Argentina uh and so I was kind of raised that way grew up that way uh, and I just feel like this is kind of off topic but we're in the process of trying to like get you know Argentines are also Italian at some level so we're I, we're trying to get Italian citizenship and it's really pretty easy to get that they kind of give it as if you got anyone that lives there that's you know in your ancestral history it kind of just passes down through them. But with France specifically, they're so proud that it's like, no, 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 if your mother wasn't born here and gave it to you, there's no way you can get it. So I, this, the French are very proud. They really love who they are, their culture, uh, everything about them. I, I mean, I, I think it's a great culture as well. So it's just really interesting to switch allegiances. I know that like when Jack Grealish did it, when he was Irish or Northern Irish to back to like the English squad or something, he was getting like death threats and hate mail. That's a pretty intense one. France to Spain, I don't think is as intense, um, but it's still like ditching your French allegiance, especially the champions. Like, 
That's, that says a lot. That says a lot. I don't know. I don't know if he wasn't good enough. I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, did, do you know? Like, is that kind of a thing? Like, he just wasn't being picked for the squad enough? And he was like, look, I'm out. I'll, I can go with Spain. They'll, they'll choose me. You, to be honest, I didn't, like, I didn't read anything that, like, said what made him choose that. I know, I know the year. So, 2018, I know that year. He was out for Man City with a knee injury, mm -hmm. so I don't even think he was eligible to participate in the squad that that year. Okay. But since he's come back, I mean, I guess I don't know if Didier Deschamps just said, "Hey, like I already got my guys, and you're not coming in, and like there's younger guys coming up that I want to make a part of this, and you're kind of already like in your prime, so like we're just gonna let that ship sail." Where Spain is kind of like. They're not, they're not bad. Spain will never be bad, but they're not what they were. Right. And, you know, like their defenders are getting, like Ramos is on his way out. PK is on his way out. Um, I honestly couldn't tell you another Spanish center back that plays for the team right now, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, they knew they had a defensive but, rehaul, overhaul. Yeah, so like you, you could make a case for a guy like America Port. And, like, I don't know what kind of money, you know, the Spanish Football <laughs> Federation can offer. Like how much that plays into it. But... Yeah, it pro to me it probably just seems like you know he was like, like we like France they won a World Cup without you. They got a like France has like a wealth of defenders that are just Everything. waiting to be called up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like they yeah they have a wealth in every position. So it's like listen man, like we got a guy that's twenty three that's ready to move into this role as soon as Varane says he's done. Right, and you know like. You can wait around, and if someone gets injured, you might get a shot. But if not, like you kind of miss the boat, and yeah. you know we're gonna do we're gonna ride this thing until twenty twenty six. So <laughs> sorry. Yeah. So yeah, that, I mean that's what I would guess, and like that would be one of the situations where if I were in that position, I would feel comfortable saying like, okay, like let me go ahead and play for Spain now that I know like the likelihood that I play for you know Le Bleu is like one in. A trillion? I, maybe it's not that high, but like like one in a million. Like it, it's highly unlikely you're going to get a shot to play any significant amount of games the way they're rolling. Like they did that without you probably aren't getting in, but but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's super interesting, especially with France. Like France has so many, 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 many good players, but so many great young players too. And I mean, and they could, they even have the option like for more. Like Nicolas Pepe, he didn't choose to represent France, you know? Uh, they just, yeah. there's so many good footballers right now being brought up in France. And yeah, I guess it's just a really tough time to kind of, I don't know, claim your spot in the French national team. But I also know that Emmerich Laporte, they, City bought him from a Spanish team, right? Wasn't he in one of the Madrid teams when, when Pep brought him over? Uh, he speaks Spanish extremely well. He... Like really, well. I heard him speaking Spanish when they. I was on the Amazon Prime show, um, when they did it about Manchester City. Oh yeah, and I was like, "Is this dude Spanish? Because he's speaking like like a Spaniard. He's speaking really, really well." Uh, and so I, I know that he liked the culture there. I know that he obviously speaks the language really well. Um, I don't know. Maybe you know. I know that Pep's whole squad is Spanish. They're more like obviously. Bro, I I was just gonna. <laughs> I was just going to say, man, you don't play for Pepe. Like, there, there, there's very few exceptions if you're not fluent in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> Americ Laporte. That, I, I, yeah, he, so he came from Athletic Bilbao. Okay. I, I'm, just now, I'm just now doing that connection. Yeah, he's fluent in Spanish. Of course he is. He plays for Pep. Yeah. He's, I mean, really, his Spanish was pretty amazing. Also, I mean, I don't know. I know that I can't be related. This is just 
I haven't really done a deep dive into this, but you know, Antoine Griezmann is also one of these dudes who's French who like seemingly loves everything about Spain. I mean, he's played for what, three Spanish teams now, also speaks Spanish really, really well. He, he really, really speaks Spanish really well. Uh, likes the culture, obviously drinks, has the mate in his hand every time you see him. Like he wants to be, I think he more wants to be like Uruguayo than, than Spanish, but those Uruguayan roots are like big in him. He, he really loves, you know, the culture, the people, everything. So I don't know, it's interesting. Shout out to Griezmann. Shout out to all those French Spanish speakers out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, on on that note, I mean, a few a few other notable players that have done similar things and like, and like we can even talk about ourselves in this yeah. scenario. But like, you got like, like for example, Brazil. Brazil to me is another one of these like really really confusing situations where you got like, like Diego Costa is like, you know, Brazilian Brazilian striker. Played for Madrid at least twice, Atletico, not Real. Declared to be a Spanish player, represented him in the World Cup at least once, maybe mm -hmm. twice. Um, you got, so I, I just feel like there's tons of Brazilian players that like, because there's so much talent down there in Brazil, they, they had to go elsewhere to apply their trade. Like, yeah. uh, talking about Italy, like who do we got in Italy from uh, Brazil? Jorginho. Um. Emerson. Emerson. Um, who I feel like there's more though. I mean, that, there, I'm sure there are more, but there, like that's just that's three high level guys that definitely have the ability to play. Yeah. Well, maybe not Emerson, but Diego Costa in his prime, he, he, he to me, he was at, at a point in time he was the third best striker in the world for like a three month, for a three year period. That that's my I got a bias. I love the guy, but. But like he definitely could have played for Brazil, but the yeah. but the competition's so high, it's like okay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go try my luck in Spain. Did he not? Jorginho, you know. Sorry, I'm sorry. Did he get a call up for Brazil? Do you know? I I think so. I thought so too. Don't but, yeah. me in the <laughs> I think I think he played one or two games, okay. but they were friendlies. Oh. Okay. And then like he might have like rep repped him at like a under like a under twenty three level. Okay. But he like I know he suited he suited up for him. I don't know if he actually played Got played. It. But I know he was like on a roster for a couple friendlies. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but like Brooks, like I mean, you got the, Ar the Argentine heritage, right? Yes, sir. Grew up, grew up here in the U.S. of A. You know. Yeah. Shout out to Los say Angeles. Went pro. L.A. Uh, say say you got the call up. Mm -hmm. Both both the USA and Albi Celeste. Who 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 are you playing for? I mean, which way are you gonna go? To be honest, it's still something that I dream about on like a bi-nightly basis. You know, I'm getting that call up, but <laughs> I would. I, <laughs> I do think about it. Like I think about, I like what the young kids are doing. I like that. Um, you know, there was a time when, what was it? Jurgen Klinsmann was the men's national team coach, and he kind of poached all of the partially Americans from Germany that were eligible to play. And I thought that was pretty cool, though that although they only did it because they weren't good enough to play for Germany. Uh, I would though absolutely. Yep. Uh, I mean, there's no question that I would represent Argentina. It's it's it's, it's not even. I'll, I'll play with the entertaining the like the American team. Like that'd be cool. They're sponsored by Nike. Like it's obviously, uh, you know, uh, an amazing country that I love. Uh, my mom moved here, yeah, obviously, for a better life. But I, I would have to have to do Argentina. I mean, there's I could go on for hours and hours as to why, but basically, like I am. Uh, very proud of my roots and heritage and culture and ethnicity and everything that comes with that. 
Um, and it's a, you know, I think that right now we're kind of in a bit of an identity crisis and I don't know, growing up in, in Southern California amongst mostly Hispanic friends, obviously Hispanic Latin uh, family, that's who I am, that's who I identify with. And it doesn't hurt that they're, in my extremely partial opinion, the best soccer country in the world uh, that produces the greatest players. <laughs> so, you know, if I was being called up by Argentina, you know that I would have to be pretty amazing. So, you know, there's, there's saying that. But I mean, you have the same, you yeah. have the same issue, right? Not issue, is never an issue, but you have the same opportunity, right? You could choose one or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The three, you got a three lion like right here. Yeah, three lions. You know, what's up, Garrett? <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's true. And like, just like you, like that, like I think about it all the time. Sometimes, like in my notes app on the phone, like I'm like, yo, if this was my career, like, and I'm getting these call-ups. So, like, if I'm being if I'm being 100 honest, if I'm being 100 honest, man, I would probably. I'm I'm probably running with the Lions. I'm probably, gonna, you know, like is that because like, they're again, better, like, I, like, or is that like who you identify as more, or like what's the reasoning for no, choosing that? No, no. So yeah, like I mean, like pe people, like I make jokes and like I say stuff about Great Britain, but like my parents are they're from Mississippi, right? So like I identify shout out Jackson, Mississippi. One, sh yeah, shout out to Jackson, man. Just got back, but uh, um. I identify 100% as an American. Okay. Just that happened, just who happens to have the option to have citizenship in England. Um, that said, I would 100% play for England only because I would feel like I would have a better opportunity of winning something of mm -hmm. substance versus like a gold cup or like, I don't know, like a, con a conca calf, trihexanol round robin tournament, you know, from. <laughs> the 2nd of July to the 4th of July or something, something dumb. So like, I mean, I think it would be cool. Like, I also think it would be cool from like an American perspective, kind of like how like in America, like we get like guys from like overseas to come play for us, like to be like an American that's so good that like the founding father, founding mother of football is like, yo, we want you to come play for us Big. and like be like, be, and be like you like you know how it's like like here comes like the American pride like like best basketball players American best golfers American best you know like the majority majority I mean this sounds crazy hey I shout out to, to Manu Ginobili though shout out to Manu Ginobili yeah yeah yo <laughs> Dallas not Dallas uh, San Antonio but all, all I'm saying is like I feel like it'd be really cool to be like an American playing in a European market yeah. with dual citizenship and like doing it on the biggest stage. Not and like the thing, like the thing I've thought about is like, like America didn't make the World Cup last time. We won't get into that. But it's like even like let's say like let let's do an experiment. So let's say who who's the best player playing the game right now in your opinion, any position. Like if you were like picking, like if they were like, okay, you're the manager. Out of all the players registered under FIFA, you get like school schoolhouse rules like you get to pick who you want first who are you picking first to be on your the team the whole world of world football yep just like first pick like who like the person that you think gives your team the best odds of winning no matter what position i mean that's i, I my obviously obviously i would say messi but let's say this isn't you know 4 years ago or 5 years ago i don't know like right now it's interesting that we brought up like 
midfielders and stuff because obviously KDB, but also Jack Grealish, who's been out for like three or four months now, still has the most fouls won, still has maybe the, he's either, he's top three of chances created. Um, so I, I mean, I would think that it would be wise for me to choose a midfield player, a creative player. Uh, man, that's so tough. Holy smoke. It's a tough question. Let's, it's Phil a tough Foden question. Let's make it too. easier. Okay. Phil, yeah, let's, let's roll it back. It's 2016. Mm, Messi. taking Messi? Yeah. Okay, cool. So now, okay, so here's where it gets tricky. If you are, uh, Greg Berhalter, whoever the U.S. men's national team coach is, now, I don't want this to turn into a U.S. men's national team podcast, because it's not. But you put Messi on that team. You give him U.S. citizenship. Now he plays for America. Is America going to win the World Cup? Um, no, because they can't even win it. Argentina can't even win it with him and all the talent that they have. <laughs> they might have make it to the World win. Cup. They'd definitely make it to the World they, Cup. That's true. Man, I didn't mean to bring that up. That hurts. That hurts. <laughs> Germany got him. That hurts. Okay. Yeah, the last two, they've lost to the France victory. knocked them out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Germany and France. Yeah, man. I watched... Okay, this is psycho. I watched the highlights from that France-Argentina uh, game almost weekly. <laughs> it was such a crazy game. I'm so sorry. I watch it all the time, though. Di Maria's screamer was nice, though. It, yeah, so so many good goals. Uh, Di Maria had that oh, screamer. Was Mbappe. Yeah. Oh, that you're talking about that slice from outside the box? Yeah. Pavone had a crazy one. Okay. That works. Right. Well, that that's it. Yeah, that's yeah, we yeah. It's I might have a little that, my my mood is down now. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring that <laughs> up. Anyway, you know, let's go Argentina, you know, uh Copa America this year, you know, bring 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 it back to Buenos Aires. Yeah, please. Now, Okay, so a few a few more things before we get out of here. Um, so as we mentioned before, uh, over the weekend, Robert Lewandowski um, tied for the most goals in a Bundesliga season with 40, and I still think they have one or two games left to go. Brooks, you think he's going to surpass the record and hit 41? Yeah. 42, where do you think he's going to end up? Yeah, he's definitely surpassing it. I don't know who they play, um, but he's definitely surpassing that. That's just like... He, he scores goals against these German teams like like it's me playing against my six, like 14-year-old cousin. It's just like not – it's easy. It's, it looks it's easy. effortless. Yeah. It's, it's effortless. Okay, well, keep keep your eye on that. I agree with you. I think he's going to hit at least 43 goals. So shout-out to Rob Lewandowski. Made history. Um Moving on over the weekend, um, something that's going to bring my spirits down the same way I brought your spirits down. There was an FA Cup final. Uh, my team, Chelsea, played against the Leicester City Foxes. I did not have the opportunity to watch the game, and I passed on the opportunity to watch the highlights, but I did see the outcome, and I did see the Blues lose to the Blue Foxes. 1-0. Brooks, did you catch the game? What can you tell us about that? What can you tell me? How, like, what, what happened? I don't know what happened. I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, as an Arsenal fan, I know what it's like to intentionally pass up games and not put on the highlights. But, they, I mean, to be honest, Chelsea kind of, I feel like Chelsea controlled most of the game. I mean, even the goal, well, the goal was great. Yuri Tielemans Yuri scored a really great goal. But 
it happened on like a more like more, I don't know, not like an error, but they Chelsea pretty much gave him the ball uh, in their final third. Tielemans took a couple touches and just kind of fired it right in there. So I think it was Tiago was trying to give it to someone and it just bounced off. They weren't ready for it. Tielemans picked it up, shot it in. It was, it was, um, it was nice. Other than that, you know, Chelsea had quite a few chances. The reason they didn't score was because they keep playing um, Timo Werner. I'm like, yo, what? Why? Like he. He he should have easily had at least one header. Um, I don't know why they. That's I, enough. I, I, That's <laughs> enough. You say, cut it, cut, cut it. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear anything about that. <sighs> yeah, they're going into uh, this Champions League final not looking great. I mean, don't they play Leicester this week in Premier League? Uh yeah, that uh, yeah, that's the thing. Okay, yeah, that's the thing they do. They have them on the weekend. It's and a big one. Like, we don't... Yeah, we're, we still haven't qualified for top four yet completely thanks to Liverpool's goalkeeper scoring a last-minute stoppage time winner. Like, when did, when's the last time you saw something that wacky? <laughs> you hear about it. When's the last time you... Yeah, I, I've, I've never... I've never actually been watching a game live and seen the goalkeeper score a goal or even do anything meaningful like on that like Hail Mary yeah. play. I've like, seen like, like one like, in coming like up South for the America. corner. Oh, sorry, I keep going. No, that's it. I was just saying I've never seen it. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely so it, it always feels like okay, like now they're doing like I don't watch a ton of uh like basketball but when I do I feel like they just foul every two seconds to try to I'm like yo you're down by like eight like you fouling is just prolonging the inevitable but yeah he definitely came through I'll tell you one thing Brazilians I feel like they all grow up playing such attacking football Thiago Silva has one of the best headers I've seen and he's a defender obviously Allison put this in with his head these Brazilian players can score whenever they want I should I don't know what obviously there's a better people that they choose to stay in the attacking third, but man, these Brazilians can get on the ball and score. So let me say one thing. I know we kind of shot down the idea of looking at statistics as like okay. an overview, but like, like as far as like Brazilians go, and like, I, I thought the same thing. Like they're all, they're all attacking minded. Like Marcelo, outside back, right. there was a, there was a run where he was scoring more goals than some of offensive players. In his prime, yeah. So, but what I was gonna say is like, so, so both of the are both of the Brazilian goalkeepers, Allison Becker, and uh, Ederson. I don't even know what Ederson's first name is. Yeah, he might not even have Ederson. One. Might <laughs> Ederson might be his first name? Ederson De Santos. I don't know. I, I'm just messing. But uh, I feel like between those two goalkeepers, they have more goal contributions in terms of assists and now a goal than a lot than a lot yeah. of average players do in the league. Yeah, like, Ederson so, puts... It's like it's the... Keep going? No, I say, seriously, I know what you're going to say. Tell Ederson about Ederson's uh, putting those balls up to the third. Yeah, he can push the ball like a midfielder from the goal. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, like watching Ederson put those balls out the box, like he'll put a ball right there on like Sterling's chest. Yep. Tap it in. Jesus, like Foden, Silva when he was on the team, like just... Goal via the goalkeeper. Now, now Allison's getting headers. 
in the 93rd, 92nd minute. Yeah. It's like surprising, but when you hear it's Becker, you're like, okay, it was a Brazilian. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. He was probably scoring headers until he was 21. He's probably playing striker until he was 21, and they're like, we got too many strikers on the team. Right. Need someone to mind the, mind the net. Yeah, you're tall. Go do it. Okay. Yeah, well. That's funny. I mean, speaking of like, yeah, so just moving on and like, in the spirit of like late uh, late season drama, late game drama, like so like we just said, like Chelsea's fighting for top four, Leicester's fighting for top four, Liverpool. I don't know if West Ham's still in it. I haven't looked at the table because I'm too stressed out. But I feel like across all the major leagues in Europe, right, like all of these leagues, they're, they're like big teams are like potentially not finishing in the top four or Juve. the title is coming down to the last game. Like Juve. They might not make top four. Um, Dortmund might be secure now, but up until a while, they weren't going to get top four. Yeah. I know. Milan had a chance uh, to kind of solidify it a little bit more, but they drew over the weekend against, like, I don't even know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they... yeah. And your boy's out, too, isn't he? He's out for the season, yeah. and he's going to miss the Euros. Sad. Someone booked this guy a gig at San Marino. Let him do another duet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I honestly, I mean, this, this goes back a bit. We're not going to touch on this much. But he was really having a heck of a season the first part of the year. I, I would have loved to see a near 40-year-old win, you know, Ballon d'Or. But, yeah, that's, that's another story. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we can talk about uh, long, longevity in footballers like your Zlatan, Silva's, Ronaldo's. Gigi yeah. Buffon put his notice oh, at the end yeah. of the season. But salute to a legend. But yeah, it's yeah, it's inspiring stuff, man. It's like yeah, like I'm, I'm like it sucks that he got injured because he he was doing good things for right. AC Milan. And to be honest, dude, if I'm being honest, I'm always looking forward to seeing Sweden. Same. I always want to see Sweden. <laughs> you know, like Same. I love seeing Sweden in a Euro in a European competition. You know, bring it. But now he's. Time, time finally caught him. Maybe we'll see in twenty twenty two. Yeah, I know that sucks because he was gonna play. I don't know. We'll see. Came back for the express purpose to carry Sweden on his back and got knocked. Got knocked. But, uh, yeah, yeah. And the last, and the last thing I was gonna say this also is a uh, PSG and Lil. Yeah. Like they're still head to head. It's gonna come down to decision day. I don't know if that's what we call it or not. But last day, last game of the season. We won't know who wins league on, and you know, it's interesting stuff. Typically, this time of the season, you know, I've lost a little bit of interest, and I'm I'm more so looking forward to like transfers, reading rumors and stuff like that. New but now, kits. I'm just like, yeah, new kits. <laughs> yeah, looking at like what what's coming out over the summer. But like this this season, I'm like glued. Like, yeah. Liverpool might not make it. Uh, Juventus, like if not, like where's Cristiano Ronaldo gonna go? All this stuff, so it's it's gonna be an interesting like last two weeks before the season concludes. So it really is. Who do you so, want? Yeah. Who do you want in, and who do you want out in Italy? Do you want Juventus in or out? I mean, dude, if I'm being honest, so I mean, I feel like Juventus is gonna get themselves in trouble one way or another. Um, <laughs> I I don't. Like, I don't want them to not make top four, if I'm being honest. Okay. Like, I don't want Ronaldo to stay there. I want him to leave, but I don't want him to leave being disgraced yeah. because he couldn't help. He couldn't help a poorly managed team, an illy managed team by Pirlo, 
to do like it all at te- at times this year it seems it seemed that Andreas Pirlo was actively trying to stunt the advancement of this club. Like like he was like an inside operation from AC Milan. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, AC Milan's trying to win the Scudetto and we need to get Juventus all the way out the way. Andrea Pirlo's like, I'm the man for the job. <laughs> I'm the like, yeah, I, I represent both clubs. Some people think I'm a Juve man and maybe that's what I let the world think. I'm a Milan boy. Let's go. Cause I mean, I feel like they like it, this is how bad I, Andre Pirlo. You know I'm not even gonna go there. I'm not even gonna go whoa, there. I'm not gonna whoa. compare him to it. Now, nah, well, there's a difference. So who who was the Chilean coach that coached uh, or the Chilean or no no it was a uh, Argentina, Argentina the the Chilean. Yeah. I feel like it was like one of those situations where like you let an outsider in because they showed you a little bit of love and, it, and like. All, all hell breaks then loose. you did go there. I let you go there, too. I, I brought you back there. Yeah, no, I don't do it. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just, you know, it. like, there's other examples, too. Let me try to think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Uh, nah, I can't think of anything else. That's just, it's just like, it's like a double agent, man. It's yeah. Willie Ann. It's Willie Ann at Arsenal. Oh, that's another oh, one. Oh, that, so yeah. <laughs> I keep doing it. I keep doing it. I'm done. That's all I got to say. I'm done. I'm sorry. Man. It's all right. Hey, listen, it happens. You know, it'll turn around. Things will turn around. Things will turn around. But uh, it's uh, yeah. So yeah, for me, yeah, I want Juve to finish okay. in the top four, and then I want Ronaldo to bounce back to Lisbon Sporting. Sporting. Oh, Lisbon, really? Whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, dude, I feel like, I mean, he he still got. I think he's still gonna get the golden boot in Italy. So he proved that he can still score goals. Absolutely. I mean, he has a scapegoat. The coach was a train wreck. Yeah. Get out of there. Don't, don't, I mean, if you come to PSG, cool, but I, I prefer, like, I like it when the player goes back to their home club. I do too. Like, you know, their sporting's going to be in the uh, Champions League. They just win the Primera Liga oh, yeah. in Portugal. Oh, you might be onto something. So, you heard it here first. Yeah, so, yeah, heard it here first, 12 minute <laughs> podcast. Ronaldo the Sporting Lisbon or Lisbon Sporting, which I can't. It, it's weird. It's like one way in English, it's the other way in Portuguese. Uh, to the bang, to the bone, it don't matter. Let's go. I just want, I want Ibra in. I want AC Milan in Champions League. I want to see Ibra playing in Champions League next year. So, you know, hopefully they win over the weekend and they get in. Do you know, well, is there, so, I mean, how sta- how stacked is the Serie A table? Is it like Napoli? It's pretty stacked. I think uh, they play Napoli this weekend. Let me just look this up. Oh, really good cool. grief. Quick. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, they played Napoli this weekend. It's going to be a really, really... I think that I'm more excited about Italian league finishing um, than England. I just think that it's going to kind of be the, the usual names in England. I think Chelsea's going to make it. Liverpool, I don't know. Liverpool's probably going to come out. I don't know. I don't know. I think that they're going to... I hope. I would... If Liverpool blew it, dude, I would be stoked. I want them to, too. I probably shouldn't be on here feeding negativity. So, uh, yeah, AC Milan is in third, Napoli is in fourth, Juventus is in fifth. Um, they're all on 37 games. Milan and Napoli have 76 points, Juve has 75. Um, and then this upcoming week, yeah, Milan drew to Cagliari 0 0. Uh, the next game, uh, Juve plays Bologna, and then Milan play Atalanta. Okay, they play at the. Oh, that's that's tough. Which is tough. That's tough. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're. That's tough. Yeah, they're in second. So 
Yeah, Milan, they kind of beat themselves last week by drawing, but they got to win this week or yeah. else they're not going through to the chat to the champions. Yeah, that's tough, man. They're playing Atalanta, man. That's that's tough. Okay, I'm watching ESPN this week. Yeah, but I mean, Atalanta has to win too. They're on. They're they're in second with 78. You know, if if Milan wins. They are going to get pushed down to third. If Napoli wins two and Atalanta loses, they'll be pushed down to fourth. And then if Juve wins, then they'll be equal on 78 points. Um, however, it looks like Atalanta has the goal advantage. So this is going to be a crazy weekend. Bro, I hope... So here's the thing I love about... And ESPN did not sponsor this podcast. But the thing I love about the ESPN Plus app is like if you do it on the Apple TV... They let you do like the split screen, so you can have like right. if all the games are the same, you can have like four games. I hope yeah. they're all at the same time, dude. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have all the Serie A games going. They might be. I, I didn't look. Yeah, that'll be a good I one. Hope, yeah, check the time. Check the time. Check 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 your local times. All right. Well, that's. I mean, I guess then that's. We'll see how that shakes out, but you predict that uh, AC Milan will finish top fourth. I really want them to. That's a, that's that's the toughest game of the weekend, though. I think that's going to be the toughest one. Okay. Yeah, that's an, also yeah, going to be the best one. Yeah. AC Milan. At the AC Milan, like yeah, there's, there's, that's going to be the best game of the weekend, I think. A must win for both teams, but a draw might see at least one of them through. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah, actually, a draw would see uh, Atlanta at Atlanta through at least. It would see them through at least maybe AC Milan, depending on how things go. Yeah, I think that they'll be safe if they draw. I would, uh, no. Dang, that's crazy. This is going to be so good. Yeah. Watch the space. <laughs> yeah. Watch the space. Cool. All right. Well, Brooks, man, I think that just about probably does it for us cool. um, on a Monday night. But, uh, you know, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank everybody that's been uh, supporting the podcast, supporting you boys watching the show we appreciate it and um Brooks, you got anything you want to say no thank you really really do appreciate it all all the support coming from everywhere thank you so much it's all right and you know if you if you haven't oh uh, if you haven't checked out the abrazo mate if i'm pronouncing yeah show Brooks, tell them tell them about your product real quick this stuff this stuff is delicious abrazo mate what flavor do you have in there this is the uh apricot spice okay i got delicious. the classical just the, just the plain stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, check it out. AbrazoMate.com. Get on that uh, get on that Abrazo kick. Get on that Mate kick. Feel like Messi and Neymar, Suarez. Feel like all of those those top-tier players. That's what does it. And Antoine them. Griezmann. Greasy. There you go. That's what fuels it is the Greasy. Mate. Get on that level. All right. All right. We'll put, we'll put the link in the description, link in the bio. Check them out. Cool. All right, then. All right. Good night, guys. Thank you. Talk Men Podcast, signing out. All right, it's over now. All right, let me stop my... Oh, we... So I can stop the... Yeah, stop the camera. Dude, how long... I got 45...